Welcome back, everybody, to Catapult Your Business, where we help catapult businesses one question at a time. We've got an awesome guest here today. I'm going to introduce you here in just a moment, but she has built a support network for businesses. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but she's brought a really awesome question to the table. And that question really derives to say, how do we develop leaders? How do we create that second layer of leadership? We all know as entrepreneurs in that moment, we were comfortable leading the troops, but you start to scale, you start to get a little bit bigger, you put those other layers in place, and do you lose some of that grit or some of that accountability or some of those skills that were helping that business thrive? So we're going to dig into that as our guest is working through those different elements in her business right now. So before I get into that question, let me introduce you to our guest. I want to introduce you to Denise Kagan, Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. Well, we're excited to have you, Denise. And Denise, you've got a really great business, DCA Virtual Business Support. Obviously, you're helping support businesses and you're bringing in from virtual assistants that are helping on the administrative side. You're helping on the creative side. You're helping with website outputs. I mean, ultimately, you are the one-stop shop to help support businesses with these back-end office tasks. Is that true? Yes, we we like to be that go-to for any type of back office support that your your company may need. We've done a great job scaling the business, so much so that you're talking through how to set up leadership elements and what that training might look like. So we're excited to dig into that. When you start this type of business, you probably have to have quite a few good systems in place and you've got a lot of people moving in a lot of different places because a unique part of your business is that you've actually W2'd you know, everybody on your staff, right? It's 100% W2 and it's all US-based. That's a little rare for folks that get into this back office space. So kudos to you to take that jump. And I think that's a really big differentiator for you that I know a lot of small business owners are looking for. When you went after this leadership though, you, you essentially grew to the place where you had to bring other folks in. Now you've had this business, you're getting ready to hit 11 years. Is that right? Next month? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Does it feel like 11 years? Some days. <laughs> sometimes it feel like 20. Sometimes it feel like five. <laughs> it's like, sometimes it happens. So quick, yeah. Like I've been doing this too long. <laughs> so, Well, some days. Some days there is something new every day. <laughs> I think every entrepreneur knows how that feeling is. So, well, look, we really appreciate you being connected with Cultivate and letting us partner with you to help you in your journey as you've grown and scaled the company. And I'm excited to continue to help Catapult today as we dive into this question. So tell me a little bit about what's going on. Why? What are you looking for in terms of training leaders? What's really creating this question to come about for you? So short background, years ago, I came from a corporate, actually, I worked in a lab at Coca-Cola and was a supervisor there. So I had people that reported me to me, but I never had leadership I was responsible for developing. Fast forward, there was another company in between that largely I managed and ran. And then now this company, and I've had two leaders in place since about 2018. And it dawned on me maybe a month ago. It's like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I've never been responsible for this. And my method's a little bit old school, which is basically OJT, on-the-job training. Yeah. So I'd like to get a little more insight and figure out if my approach is right and what I can do to make it better and to accommodate the different learning styles of each leader. Well, it's, it's hard. I, I know everybody listening in, and I know I speak from my, my own experience, you almost have to approach every leader a little differently based on where those strengths and weaknesses are, 
right? You're probably thinking about your leaders and how different they are. And if they were watching this, right, they'd probably be going, oh yeah, like you better give me what I need. And I love that you you have the acronym of OJT. I find most business owners for on-the-job training, they do it actually just out of time. Like they can't even figure out how to create the time. So kudos to you to slow down to say, is there a different way I could be approaching this? What would this look like to develop our leaders? Because ultimately, the speed of what these leaders can go is the speed of how the business can continue to scale and grow. Mm-hmm. And this, the quality outputs and everything else. And it's common for there to be this shift of culture and, and shift of output when the founder, the president, walks, leaves the world to where now leaders are responsible for that and you're leading through another layer. And you don't want that to essentially shrink or diminish the outputs of the business. So I get it. This is a really important question. So is it all been on the job training? Has there been any leadership training done to date? I've sent them through a few courses. We've done some procedure development, which is more technical in nature versus nurturing. Yeah, that makes sense. I find that most leadership groups, the first place I go when I build out a leadership team is what are the leadership systems in place? Mm. So are there clear meeting systems in place, clear like team huddle strategies in place? Are the cadences already defined? I find if those aren't actually built out to actually have a system to follow, getting the leaders to then work on their soft skill of the true leadership skill is very difficult because what you said, like that technical, or I'll use the word more functional process mm-hmm. isn't supporting them yet. Even just down to what reporting they get to look at, what KPIs are tracked by what role. So all that's viewable by the leader. Is that, do you feel like that's in place or is there some work to be done in that first even? There's definitely some work to be done. We have started tracking KPIs. I think we have some work to fine tune those for sure, making sure they're the right KPIs for tracking, sure. but also ones that promote their growth. Yeah. Are you getting the advice you need for your business from this episode? Do you want to get more than just one question answered and have it customized to you and your business? Well, Cultivate Advisors works one-on-one with thousands of business owners every day. Let them help you scale your business today. Don't just listen to this episode. Take action and go to CultivateAdvisors.com to see which advisor you get matched with and receive a free two-hour business assessment on how you could scale your business to the next level. Act now at CultivateAdvisors.com. Well, I mean, look, we could talk for weeks (laughs) together about how to train leadership. This is a big, hairy problem in most businesses, actually. So there is a different way of doing it. We won't get to get through all of it. So what I'm going to try to do is lay out for everybody listening today just some things that I've thought about and how I've been able to kind of work through scale and how I've also seen a lot of other people scale through these multiple layers of leadership. So step one, we kind of already covered it. Sounds like there's a little bit of room there. We have to put leadership systems in place. So again, this is the one-on-one meeting structure or the team huddle structure and what is going to be held accountable to, why that's what's held accountable, what's the measurement period? Is it weekly, monthly, bi-weekly? Like what's the strategy? And is there a full alignment of your leadership team? So the first thing I would do before I even invest in them is I would be going in through board, you know, creating meetings essentially with my leaders, and I would be building those things out and working through those different elements. And I would make sure they're a part of those conversations so they can hear the why that's what you would cover. That's what the accountability should be held to. That's the metric that matters per what employee, even if it's not fully the right metric yet, and you're still evolving that as the business grows and scales, it still helps create a very simple box 
so they know what guardrails to operate within as a leader. And that'll help them prioritize where to hold tension and where to hold accountability, even if their skill of doing so isn't as high yet. So that would be step one before I would ever go down the other path. And you think about it, right? Because if, if a leader is really good at conflict or if a leader's really good at nurturing or if a leader is really good at getting other people to take action, but they don't actually know what to hold accountability to or they're not clear and there's not clear policies within, it's not really going to matter because they're all just going to be swimming in all different lanes versus all swimming to the North Star. Mm -hmm. So I can't stress that enough. The next piece I would pick up on is the mentality of a leader. I actually find that this is best via discussions of like, what's the mentality of a leader at your organization? And so actually having open conversations with these leaders to slow down and understand what does this look like? Like what levels of accountability do we hold? What is our culture and what do we do when people miss goals? What are the consequences to that? What will our actions be? By working through the mentality and, and more of like what happens if this or what happens if that, again, what it allows them to do is start to understand the culture that's defined. And what's so great is you did this for so many years, Denise, a lot of times you just have to give them the framework of what you would do in all these different situations and allow them to ask you a bunch of questions. So often I see people try to pass the torch with a new skill by building out fancy PowerPoints or try to put them into a training group. Don't do that. Like dig into your strengths of OTJ on the job training, right? <laughs> OJT. Stay in that world, but just flip it into a discussion versus real world experience. And that should flip them through that. The third pillar I bring in often is then I start to really slow down and focus on goal versus path. So the biggest thing I usually challenge business owners on that are implementing this new layer is are you focused on the path of how to do something with your leader or are you focused on the goal with your leader? The correct answer is the goal. And I want to use my favorite, favorite leadership tool that I've ever found. That's the most simple thing to explain. I talk about it quite a bit. I call it the buy-in equation. Essentially, the premise is this. You have a goal that needs to be executed on and needs to be achieved. And for that, you have two different variables. You have the quality of the idea and the buy-in of the idea. So the simple equation is quality of the idea times the buy-in of the idea will equal the execution of the idea. I'll give you an example just so you can get your head wrapped around it. Quality of the idea is measured by the person assigning the task, in this case, the leader. The, the buy-in of the idea is the person actually doing the work. And so for you, when you're leading the leader, your idea of how to hit this goal might be a 10 out of 10 because you have so much darn experience and you know what to do to make that happen, but their buy-in might be a three. So you get a 30% execution, mm. even though you have an amazing idea. It's the best idea there. But on the other side, if you would have actually just slowed down and instead got them really bought into the goal, really, really clear what needed to be achieved, what can actually happen is you ask them, how do they want to go about what ideas do they have? And even though it might only be a seven or an eight and how you would measure the idea, their buy-in will probably be a nine or 10. And I will tell you, they will not do it the same way you do it. They won't. And it's just, it's, it's been interesting to watch. We're down to three layers of leadership in our team. And those three layers, we constantly see the more we spend focus on the goal itself, that's when that leader thrives because they are actually creating the path. So you have to have that open conversation and actually give permission to your leaders 
that they have to be the strategist. They have to think through what they want to see happen. And you keep all of your focus on the goal setting because the way they'll go achieve that goal is so much differently than you. And what's really nice is that also teaches them the valuable lesson that when they're leading their troops, they're doing the same thing. Well, what's the goal? What are we focused on? What do you need to be held accountable to? You choose the path on how that's going to hit. And that really simple, just slow down conversation, I find is the third pillar is what usually opens up a leader's mind to realize what their actual task is as the leader, because usually they get confused. Helpful so far? It is. Yeah. I can see a lot of work I need to do in that third one. I've been taking notes. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for tuning in to Catapult Your Business, where Cultivated Advisors is helping you catapult your business one question at a time. Are you running your business or is your business running you? At Cultivated Advisors, they'll match you with an expert advisor and do a free two-hour deep dive for your business. This will give you the clarity you need on how to get your business to the next level. Cultivate has worked with thousands of businesses. What do you have to lose? So head over to CultivatedAdvisors.com and sign up for your free two-hour session. Well, we're used to like having this control, right? And we we have to like loosen that grip, right? And mm-hmm. the other thing I think a lot about with business owners, and this will probably resonate for you, as your business grows, it's no longer this little boat you can just do a U-turn in, right? The boat has to be slowly turned so it doesn't capsize now. And so also, if you're trying to change things very quickly on them, it won't work. You actually need them to drive the change. And so you have to spend more of your time influencing the conversation not making decisions in the conversation. And you have to empower and give them permission to make those decisions. I find once you have those three things in place, then the fourth is the soft skills. And that's where it's, okay, how do you handle effective conflict? Or how do you hold people accountable? What's the skill to that? What's the tact, right? How do you validate what people are experiencing so they know that you're listening to them as a leader? That's a really important soft skill that they have to develop on. Ken Blanchard, Situational Leadership, fantastic one-minute manager, awesome book, great place to start where it'll break down when are you supposed to be directive, when are you supposed to be coaching, when should you be supportive, and when should you be delegating. Poor leaders often just give direction or they delegate. Few leaders understand there's a time and place for that. And you essentially know how to give direction or how to delegate, or what does it look like to coach or support by measuring where's this person's commitment and where's this person's skill. And if you look this book up online or you look at the practice that Ken talks about, you'll see very quickly that you can apply that to every single leadership engagement that these leaders are having. And they can actually start to measure themselves going, am I picking the right situational style that will actually resonate for where this employee or team member actually is at? And then also yourself. This is how I I find learning styles are important, but I actually find it's where they're at on a task because often we we deem employees or leaders as either they're really successful or they're not. And that's a huge mistake in leadership. Instead, you go, they're really good at these tasks, but they're not as good at these tasks. Mm -hmm. So on these tasks, I need to provide coaching. But in that same meeting, I can delegate this task. And so often as leaders, we don't adjust. We have to be the one that adjusts, not the actual team member who's being led. Our job is to flow through them. So my gut says, if you were to sit down, just to revalidate what we've shared today, if you were to sit down with them in number one and get what I'll call the box in place, the systems, and really have clarity around 
what type of meetings do we run under what cadence and make that very clear that we all operate the same way, get their buy-in by letting them collaborate on that. Then go to the second, after that's in place, then go to the second pillar and really slow down and make sure that people are clear of what does it mean to be a leader here? How do we approach things? Talking through all those, what if this happens? What would we do? What decisions would we make? How would that work? Then you get to the third bucket of, an, I'm going to call that the empowering step, giving them permission that they get to choose the path, forcing yourself to ask the open-ended question versus delivering the direction so that you're focused more on the alignment and the why of the goal versus the work itself. And then step four, develop the soft skills. And you can do that through reading books together and catching up once a month on it. You can do it by doing coaching events, let, you know, record a leadership meeting and let's listen to it and talk through it. The virtual world has made that so much easier than it ever has been before. But I find most people try to jump to number four first and they wonder why it's not working. And it's because the infrastructure and empowerment hasn't been set. So it just kind of comes in and out and it, it, it loses its luster very quickly. What's sticking out to you? Are you doing any of these things? Are you hearing a couple of things that you're going, whoa, I could be doing that a little different versus just on the job? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we have structure and cadence of meetings down okay. We definitely need to work more on the specific goals and, yep. and make those more relevant to how our company has grown. And then I can definitely do better on the empowerment piece. And again, it's we were you were so used to so long probably kind of having that control and calling the shots and to move into that influencer, not the Instagram influencer, right? Moving into the influencer as a leader to understand that you don't get to make the decisions anymore. That's why you've chosen this person. And once you pass that torch, I've seen leaders that you would think, I don't know if they have it. And then you pass that torch and it's just because they're, they want to do it a completely different way that opportunities just explode because of it. And it's hard. I can be a control freak at times. So I can, I can totally understand that feeling. And it's, it's a vulnerable thing to give up. So I, I think it's great that you're identifying that area is where you can go make the shift. Any other nuances that are happening right now with your leadership team that you're trying to work through as you try to get away from just the on-the-job training and experience to maybe creating a specific environment that'll speed them up? Not really. Getting all these systems in place that you just talked about and going sequentially, not jumping around and not letting the child loosen the buffet before <laughs> they under. Exactly. <laughs> that was a reference one of my friends made to me once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think what's really important that you hear and for everybody else listening in, because this is if you're listening, this is probably a topic that was important to you as you've probably started to either get ready to bring leadership in or you have leaders and you're trying to figure out the best way to lead through them. Biggest thing I cannot just stress enough is just to remember that there is truly a time where you are passing the torch. Most owners don't pass it. And that's where I see it fail because it is hard to pass it and to give up that control. So just best of luck as you continue on that journey. I'm sure the leaders you do have are super talented, but there's just these other elements that will totally open the floodgates. And I'm so excited to hear how that goes, Denise. I really, really am. Now, I want to take a moment, though, just to revisit your business, right? So we've got DCA that I obviously a lot of business owners listening. If you need somebody to help you in your back office, this is a fantastic resource for you. We're happy to vouch for this organization and all the great work Denise has done. We've been partners with them in terms of helping them on their growth journey. 
Denise, anything specific you'd like to share for people that might be interested in your services? And more importantly, how can they find you? Where, where can they reach out? So you can always find me on my website, which is dcavirtual.com. You can also listen to my podcast, which is Nurture Small Business. Lots of lessons from real business owners, growth strategies of theirs, ways that they've overcome things. So yeah, and that's available on my website, plus all of the major places you can find podcasts. Perfect. So dcavirtual.com. Go check it out. Get some details. Let's help support Denise and Denise. Best of luck influencing your leaders and seeing you get away from this old school on the job training (laughs) and in more to actually helping them work through this so they know what it means to be a leader at your organization. I'm very confident you're going to help implement it flawlessly. Perfect. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, you're so welcome. Best of luck in your continued journey. And for everybody listening in, keep catapulting your business. And we're so glad you joined us to get the question of how to develop the leadership team today. We'll see you next time, everybody. 